This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. What does that mean for Halloween events in theme parks or scare attractions? I could land on a cruise ship, definitely. Oh, it's just amazing. My goodness. This changes everything. Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Universal UK. Lots to talk about. Um, we've got a reasonably busy studio today. We've got Brett, we've got Dan, and also we've got Sam uh, as well. How, how are you doing, Brett? I think we, we've, we've had you on... Um, we had you on before Christmas, didn't we? I think that was the last time that we saw you on here. Yeah, I think so. I had a bit of a rough Christmas because I don't know if you ever post any YouTube videos. I actually had chicken pox over oh. over Christmas time, so I'm co- still covered in scars from it. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that was my Christmas and, and I've just been working away because in six days I will be heading over to Pennsylvania in America to open a new My Haunted Manor uh, as a new franchise of, of what I do. Brilliant. And uh, Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Um, it doesn't sound as though I'm as busy as Brett. That's that sounds quite quite intense. Uh, but yeah, no no terrible illnesses. I'm in training for the London Marathon, um, so that's tiring. Um, other than that, yeah, <laughs> just ticking along really. That's an understatement. <laughs> um, how, what is it? Twenty twenty six miles, twenty six and a bit yeah, miles. Yeah, I think it's it twenty six point two. I think maybe. Um, yeah. But currently, I'm only running about fifty kilometers a week, which apparently is not very good. So I need to I need to up my game. Well, it's fifty kilometers more than what I've been running, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad, is it? And yeah. uh, <laughs> and Sam, how are you doing? Hello. I am currently in bed, uh, quite sick, sick as a dog. So, uh, which is rare, you know. I can't think of the last time I was sick. I don't think I've been sick for for years. Um, that's probably an overstatement, isn't it? Let's be honest. But you know, um, I'm all right though. I'm 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 just ticking along here in Abu Dhabi. Yep. Fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, so the exciting news is that potentially. Uh, Universal are going to be opening a park in the UK. So most of the episode is going to be dedicated to that. We're going to do a little bit of speculation, uh, whether we think it's going to happen or not, and also what rides and attractions might be coming as well. But before we do that, we had a bit of breaking news, I think it was last week, uh, around Nemesis. uh, And we've had it confirmed now that Nemesis, in its new form, will be called Nemesis reborn so i'm gonna pass over to our alton towers aficionado officially to brett and uh he's gonna tell us all about it what's going on at alton towers brett i mean anyone who has been living completely under a rock uh, in the last couple of weeks will have not heard that that nemesis has now been dubbed nemesis reborn uh and i did let out a little cry uh when i saw the fact that they're actually reusing the original logo which i absolutely love so much i'm surrounded by it in this room right now um yeah it's amazing they they've decided to re kind of hash the the logo made it all white they've made the eye into a an eye because this big new central eye is going to be a big piece of the the new station 
uh, and it just really, it's just really nice to to kind of go back to that style. So I think uh, Nemesis sort of lost what it originally was. Uh, it lost its kind of hammer horror alien style nineties thing, and and it's really nice to see that they've they've brought that back to life a little bit. Um, it's it's fairly clear that that John Burton, who is head of uh, designing for Merling at the minute, is is he is a theme park fan like us that's how he started off and now he's he's moved up into into being the the, the top guy essentially taking over the likes of John Wardley um and it was quite clear at, at Alton uh, Manor um curse of uh, curse of Alton Manor uh, there was lots of easter eggs of previous rides and stuff like that the guy clearly understands the fanboy's point of view um and i was completely shocked because i had seen previous uh concept art that had an old uh, the the nemesis logo that we know the straight sort of boring font and it was just nemesis reborn in that same font so i was convinced that that was going to be the case and then they slammed another uh whopper of a video on us a few days ago where they sent a video through of it on its first test run and it looks incredible uh the trains are going to be uh, red restraints with black wheel covers with a hint of red on them. I think they look really clean. They look really nice. They complement the track really well. Uh, a lot of people were commenting how slow it looks. Um, I can confirm by the person who filmed it, who commented on Facebook today, actually, saying that he filmed the first run through of that train. So it was going to be slow. Of course, it's going to be slow. Um but at the same time, you, you know, we, we they probably didn't know exactly how it was going to run with this new sort of updated track style and slightly updated trains. But I think it looks incredible. What do you guys think of it? Well, I was slightly surprised that we didn't bring back the uh, bubble logo. I was slightly scared <laughs> that we were going to have the bubble logo. So I'm, I'm happy with that. I am... Um... I, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if I'm a massive fan of the veins on the track. Uh, personally, I do really like the the new kind of monster with the big eye. I think that's really cool. Uh, I think the trains with the red restraints they look really cool. Um, I just hope that the veins don't sort of wear off over time because for me, one of the one of the attractions of Nemesis was that it kind of almost looked like it was it was worn down and it was a little bit rusty and, and that was kind of part of its charm to me. It was like, you looked at it and you thought this looks intimidating with the red veins. It looks slightly cartoony to me, but I know a lot of people like it. So that's probably an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I, I really like the theme. I was a bit blown away when I saw the, the pictures uh, coming out recently. Uh, and I think what really sells it to me are the veins. Um, not just because <laughs> Ryan thinks otherwise, but because I just genuinely think it's it's a cool look. I think it's it's sort of that growing out um, vibe that it's got. Like it's it's coming out at all angles because um, as you're going through the queue line, it's sort of it's over you. You you go and buy it. I think it sort of works with with how it's located and the fact that it's sort of coming out the ground and going into the ground and a bit of a mess of, of the track that makes it makes it great um so yeah i i think it's really good i'm looking forward to seeing seeing it up and running fully and riding it um is, is it all like what's the situation with the track is it all new what what's 
how how has it been redone? So, I mean, I agree with you in the track. I, I agree kind of with both of you. I agree it looks cartoony uh, a little bit, but at the same time, I can't think of another roller coaster that, that had the track as theming. Nemesis, like Ryan said, you know, was rusty and it even had blood splats on it in its original paint job. Um, that that's the first roller coaster and only roller coaster I can think of that made the track into a genuine part of the story. Um, and I think that's what they were trying to do with this, you know, continuing that. And what roller coaster has red veins all over it? I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, as for the the actual track itself, all of it is new except for the lift hill station and brake run. Um, so a lot of people are now debating: is this a new roller coaster? Is this not? I don't know what everyone's thoughts are on that. I don't do the whole credit counting thing, so I absolutely adore the color scheme for this i think if you're going to go for a strong color scheme and color theme you can't get stronger than renner black right like it stands out it's it's it would perfect for all occasions imagine it lit up at halloween as well with the shine coming off the black track it's going to look beautiful um for scarefest and as i said as you guys mentioned as well the red restraints mm, chef's kiss i adore them um i don't really have an opinion on the veins i just wanted to comment on the vein situation um I don't really have a particular <laughs> particular feeling about veins, but um, they're there. That's wonderful. Um, is it a new coaster? Would I personally consider it as a new coaster because it's been rethemed? And I guess the track is technically new hardware, new coaster hardware. Mm, yes, because it's new hardware. I think had they kept the old track, then then no, uh, then because it's the same, it's the same machine, but it's brand new restraints, brand new, brand new cars, brand new track, brand new station. It's a, they've just replaced it, but it's still new. Um, so does that mean that it does? What about the Hulk at Universal? Because they did the same thing there, didn't they? They replaced all of the track and no one ever sort of thinks that's a new coaster. It's just retracked. Well, I would then disagree. And I would say it is a new coaster because they, they flip the station as well and the queue line of, of the Hulk, right? Um, so it is an entirely different ride experience. And they also added the onboard, onboard audio. So um, then, I, yeah, I would, I would consider that a new... Uh, it, it, yeah, I would, I think. It's like um, a Trigger's Broom situation off Only Fools and Horses, isn't it? Where, <laughs> like, at what point does it become a new, a new broom? Yeah. Uh, personally... Personally, I think it's the same. It's the same ride. It's the same layout. It's in the same place. It's the same experience, pretty much. So I would say it's the same ride, in my opinion. Um, but before we move on, Brett, I think you've got something that you want to show us. <laughs> yeah, so I, I my girlfriend actually got me a 3D printer. Um, and, and like Dan said earlier, the most Brett thing to do ever would be to obviously immediately 3D print a really accurate model of Nemesis, right? Um, what else would you do? So I spent a bit of time learning how to 3D print things. Um, by a bit of time, I mean like four hours. Um, and, and then and then made this, uh, which is like an incredibly uh, sort of accurate Nemesis model. I've even got like the, the bus, the overturned bus in there uh, with the logo on the side. Uh, yeah. So the, the station itself and the bus is, is 3D printed. Um, and I actually had the guys at um, 
virtual towers online to thank for sending me the file to 3d print that i had to do a bit of work to to get it to work but uh yeah it's turned out really cool i actually have lights to put in it as well so it's going to be all lit <laughs> up as well because i don't do anything by halves and and dan what does what does your uh, 3d printed version of nemesis look like well i don't have a 3d printer but i do have fimo so you know i could i could probably produce for a hot mess um but I'm not going to... But what annoyed me, though, is that Brett said, oh, I've got a new 3D printer for Christmas. And then, like, a day later, he was like, look what I've made. And it was this stunning model, um, which just annoyed me, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. When you said you made a model, right, of the, of the Nemesis track, I was so expecting, like, a kind of Lego brick model thing like you know when you whenever i've seen 3d printers in the past they've always been like really chunky models and then you bring out this intricate detailed stunning piece that could almost be it's pretty much art isn't it practically especially for us theme park nerds oh it's just amazing my goodness i I don't know what i was expecting but it wasn't that (laughs) yeah it took a bit of work to get it right um and there's still a little bit of work to do on it but uh it's turned out awesome i didn't want to do something that just looked you know oh a bit yeah, that's a model because 3D printed stuff you can tell. You know, you can tell it's 3D printed a lot of the time. Um, I wanted to go all out, make sure I, I got a lot of specific brushes and paints and gloss to make it all work. Um, the grass and trees are all model railway things. Uh, it took a lot, but it's uh, it's come out really nice. And I'll I'll make sure I send you a video when it's all finished and mounted on the wall. Yeah. Can you just make sure one that one thing for me? Can you just make sure that you um you don't forget the nice deep veins, please? <laughs> I want some I want some throbbing veins on the side of the track. You know what I actually found um d- doing a bit of research in actually painting this model. I, I look for as much imagery of the original 1994 opening day paint job, and the station actually used to have a lot of veins all over it. Uh, a lot of people didn't even know about that. Even the guys at Virtual Towers Online that have spent years looking at images to, to model it all. Uh, yeah, there was little veins running up the side of the, the, the legs and stuff, which looked really cool. They're hard to spot in photos, but they were there. Universal UK, is it happening? Is it not happening? This is the big news. This changes everything. You know, we've got theme parks in the UK, some really big ones, some really great ones, but Universal coming to the UK is very similar to Disney opening a theme park in the UK. It would be uh, a massive shift in the industry uh, into the UK. So it's something that could be amazing, especially if it's the only Universal park in all of Europe it means that the UK kind of becomes this kind of uh, amusement industry hub almost because people will travel from all across Europe to Universal and then they might go and spend a day at Alton Towers, they might go to Chessington, they might even go to Blackpool. You know, it could just change everything. It, it could be amazing. So so what do we know so far? So we know that Comcast, who are the parent company of Universal Resorts and Experiences, I think it's called, they've bought 500 acres of land 
500 acres, I believe, is about the same size as the land that Alton Towers is on. Not the theme park, but the entire parcel of land. So that gives you an idea of the kind of size that we're talking about. So not gigantic, because even when we talk about Disneyland Paris, that's thousands of acres uh, in size. Even, I think, Disneyland over in uh, California is actually bigger than 500 acres. And, of course, Disney World is is tens of thousands of acres. Um, so we're not talking about a huge piece of land. However, big enough to have a decent-sized theme park and resort. Now, the parcel of land, this is in Bedfordshire. And when, when they first said Bedfordshire, I was kind of surprised because I kind of expected it to be in Kent or somewhere like that, maybe a little bit closer to London. But then when I looked at it on the map and I looked at the parcel of land, it's it's almost obvious that it's perfect for a theme park. It's got train lines running either side, perfect for putting train stations there. Um, I think there's two major roads that go past as well, so perfect for transport. And only around about 40 minutes drive away from Luton Airport. And why why Luton Airport is important is because... Luton Airport is where you, Luton Airport is probably the UK's biggest low cost flights hub. So EasyJet and Ryanair, they all use it as major hubs. I think Ryanair do, certainly EasyJet do. But it's a it's a major low cost hub. Now I looked at some prices of flights into Luton. And you can fly from Berlin for £29. You can fly from Charles de Gaulle uh, in Paris for £50. So you can easily see that even someone in France, in Germany, in Spain, anywhere in Europe could actually do an affordable trip over to Luton and therefore to the Universal Park. So you can see the attraction there for the piece of land, so it almost seems perfect. Now, Universal have been quick to say that we don't actually currently have any plans for a park officially. However, they are conducting feasibility studies, and I think that means that they are very serious about putting a park or resort on that space i think it's to be seen how long that would take you know of course it's going to be billions of pounds investment um i'd be surprised if we see it this side of 2030 because of the kind of scale that we're talking about i think epic universe was announced back around 2019 something like that and that's only opening uh, next year it's taken around six years although we did have the the event in between so we can consider that um so what do you guys think are you are you are you skeptical or do you think this is definitely going to happen and do you agree do you think it's going to change the whole landscape of theme parks in the uk so i think this is incredibly interesting it's so exciting for the uk industry and the european industry that's absolutely definite so i think there's two things to factor in here personally for me the first thing is that if it wasn't going to happen, I don't feel like they would have shouted as loudly about it. They've got websites up, they've done all this media, they've done all this campaigning, they've done all these surveys, um, more so than the Paramount Resort. And I feel there's a lot of positive stuff coming out about it. I feel like if it wasn't a legit thing for them, then they wouldn't have shouted about it as much as they have. So I think that's personally for me a, a, a good sign. Um, then looking at it from the industry point of view, I think this will be humongous. Uh, I think what it will do actually is drum up competition amongst the UK parks. Now, I'm not talking about all of the Merlin parks, but if we look at the major resort, 
resorts, sorry, uh, in the UK. So let's look at like Alton Towers is a perfect example. I think Alton Towers could find some rivalry between Universal uh, or, and this is another, I guess, another way to think of it, is that will this actually separate the mice from the men, so to speak, in the sense of um, because Universal is on a different pedestal, it's a destination theme park, right? Like Disney, Universal, SeaWorld Parks, they're all destinations, yeah? Destination parks. And arguably, uh, Alton Towers is somewhat more of a, of a uh, national park, right? Um, kind of similar to uh, if you're in, if you're comparing it to the American market, like a Cedar, a Cedar Fair, in terms of where they sit. But that could be a good thing, perhaps for Alton Towers, because as you know, as we've spoken about, that could drive some of the traffic from the Universal Park to Alton Towers. And Merlin could actually find that they benefit from having the Universal Park here, as opposed to seeing it as direct competition. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. But I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I think you, you've got a point there with, with the potential to benefit. Because uh, if you look, like uh, anyone who books from the UK to go to Florida, uh, you book to go to Universal and Disney, and you nip in to SeaWorld, and you nip into Busch Gardens, and you you know those I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Busch Gardens Tampa is is a destination theme park like Universal and and Disney, but you go anyway. You spend a day there. So so would it be a potential that you know these people coming over for a week? or just a weekend at Universal would consider to go to the at least the local parks, like the likes of Chessington and Thorpe Park, for instance, and, and especially Legoland. Yeah, I think from my perspective, I think the fact that they've announced it the way that they have done indicates that it's going to happen. Um, I think the, the only thing that is in question in my mind is the scale of, of what we're going to see. Um, I think Universal will have analysed the market. They'll have done their, their, their market research. And I'm hoping what they've concluded uh, and what we've mentioned before is that there really isn't a destination resort in the UK as, uh, as Sam sort of has, has covered. There's a bit, of a, a bit of a hole. And I think that hopefully they've connected some dots and thought, you know, this is this is something that we we can. This is a market we're familiar with. We've done it well elsewhere in the world, um, and I, I'm hoping they'll go full hog in the UK. I have my doubts. I think local parks, as Brett said, might benefit from increased traffic. I don't think that parks further away will benefit because I think that the UK is a nightmare to drive in. Uh, especially if you're not from the UK, it would come as a massive shock trying to get to Alton Towers. It's like, oh, it's not too far. It's only so many miles and then realise actually on our roads, um, potentially that's going to be a little bit more time consuming than, than maybe had been planned for. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited. I think generally this is an amazing thing. I, I was hoping something like this would happen. Um, and I think Universal as a whole are doing amazingly. They're, they're absolutely... You know, if you're looking at what they're doing in America, in America right now as well, I think they're they're getting some some uh, some real leveling up doing uh, happening right now. And I think um, other other resorts do need to seriously look at stepping up their game. Um, our local resorts and obviously Disney and what have you, the other the other big names. 
That that's interesting, is that? And and the thing is, just because they've bought this five hundred acres of land doesn't mean that they might not buy another five hundred acres of land relatively nearby, you know. And we could see this whole resort campus kind of popping up all over the place. And like we've seen in Orlando, what Universal are not afraid to do is kind of buy up little pockets of land, you know, to put a hotel on or put a piece of infrastructure on, even if it's not directly connected to the theme parks themselves. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them buy little pockets of land if they need to build another hotel. Maybe they'll buy a bit more land and and do that. So it's going to be really interesting and and a whole industry is going to uh, gonna build around this you know um and i think it's 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 really exciting i did want to uh talk a little bit about horror unleashed um i don't know if you guys have looked into this at all but basically um uh it was announced what last year two years ago maybe no last year that universal were doing this um halloween horror nights kind of permanent attraction in uh vegas right um, and then there'd be more rumors circling on the rumor mill on the UK rumor mill recently that's saying that they're going to be building a horror unleashed um, potentially in London, which would be used as a kind of, I guess, marketing ploy or tester uh, for a kind of a similar to like a midway. So actually, that begs the question of Universal have been digging into the more of the midway vibes so and i'm using that uh term loosely because i don't know if anyone can relate relate to it on a merlin term you know you have your your theme parks near midways your dungeons your aquariums your theme parks or attractions which aren't quite a theme park but they're not quite a museum they're kind of in the middle and um we've seen universal dip their toe with horror unleashed in vegas and then also the kids park in texas which is a very small kids-based theme park but again very similar to a midway here in the uk what we consider like a midway so could we actually see universal moving into the midway market terrestrially around the uk i did see that they have kind of already put uh protection on the names in the uk for for horror unleashed and and things like that uh, over here and and yeah i have heard the rumors of that However, I actually don't think that this horror unleashed idea um, is going to work even in Vegas. Um, I don't think that there is a huge market in America for year-round scare attractions uh, or haunts, as they call them over there. Um, I don't think there's a huge market for it in the UK. Uh, If you look at the year-round scare attractions we have, uh, most of them are educational dungeon-esque ones. Uh, and then the rest are very few and far between uh, are open seasonally in locations that are very convenient in the centre of London or um, or right at the, the, the opening of a, a theme park or something. I actually don't think that it would do that well here, a year-round scare attraction. It's, it's a, a tough, tough game. In the UK, I think it, obviously with with the name of Universal behind it, you you might see something different. Uh, but it's it's a tough game year round scare attraction. So I I would be a little bit worried. I think personally, if they tested the water with a one off Universal horror event, because I don't think it would do as well as they'd hoped, uh, and that might affect what they think in the future about the theme park. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a very valid point, to be fair. I mean, how well does Passage d'Enterrat do um, in uh, in Blackpool? I've not yet done that, but um, yeah. It's, is that busy? Is it- it's a brilliant attraction, uh, and it is... Uh, I mean, to be fair, if, if Universal come over here, watch out Passage d'Enterra because you own... Because they own all of your uh, your attraction kind of characters and things, and I guess you can call him right. you can call him Freddy and hope that no one clocks on that what that means. But we, we all know. Um, so if Universal come over here, scare attractions in this country, I think will will struggle a little bit. There is a uh, a bit of a divide in the scare industry. Obviously, working in the scare industry myself, um, there are some scare attractions out there that quite openly use Scream. And Chucky, uh, in the London area, uh, so so yeah, I I would see potentially those um, quaking in their boots a little bit more, and I I think rightfully so, uh, as coming from someone who works incredibly hard to create something unique and interesting, uh, to see people just stealing Universal related characters, I think is a bit wrong. Uh, we're we're going off track onto Halloween related stuff, um, but while we're on it, um. Assuming Universal Studios happens uh, in the UK, what does that mean for Halloween events in theme parks or scare attractions? Because Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights is, well, that's just the Halloween event worldwide. So would that completely change what we know as horror in in It would absolutely blow every other theme park Halloween attraction out of the water a hundred times over, basically if they do it, which means that the other parks are going to have to decide whether to invest more in something that can match it or just kind of give up altogether and just let Universal take the market for October. That being said, you know, Universal are not perfect. And uh, our experience in Orlando with Halloween Horror Nights was that it was very much, while it was a very good, it was a very good attraction, um, it's it's really a bit middle of the road you know it is a conga line through sound stages um it's very very busy very busy queues in comparison to what you would wear at Alton Towers for the mazes there so maybe they're gonna have to be careful because uh people aren't going to be used to the style of attraction that they offer in Orlando they're maybe gonna have to do something a little bit different um and maybe they'll start small they'll start small and, and do something uh, a bit more akin to, you know, just theming the theme park up, having roaming actors, maybe a few scare zones, maybe a couple of mazes. Maybe they won't go the full hog with Halloween Horror Nights. But if they get it right, it's going to attract thousands and thousands of people, not just across the UK, but uh, across Europe as well. It'd be an incredible event. I do get the feeling that the Universal Horror Nights in Orlando uh, are sort of victims to their own success. The reason why it's conga lines is just because everyone goes. It's it's it, if you're if you're only going for a, for a night, you you basically need a you know you, you don't just go in with a standard ticket. You you buy you know, fast passes in advance and you, you structure your evenings, try and get the most out of it. And that's the only way you can, you can possibly get all the attractions done. Um, I don't think that a universe, like an equivalent event in the UK will instantly be like that. that. This is years of build up in Orlando. This is, you know, people 
going with her friends year on year and it growing and growing and growing and growing. Um, but I, I think, again, there's, the reason they're looking at it is because there is a hole in the market. I don't think we've really done scare events properly at scale in the UK. And if someone can do it, it will be universal. They've got the rights to all of the best franchises and they've got all of the best people to make the events look, you know, production quality. It's, yeah, it's exciting. Definitely, definitely. Okay, well, let's quickly talk about what kind of attractions we might expect to see if this park does happen. You know, they, they, they're going to want to do something new, something exciting, they're not going to want to do something similar that's already in the UK, I would imagine. Um, and Sam, you've recently been over to Universal in Singapore uh, and you've seen some attractions over there that are unique to Singapore as opposed to what's in Orlando. So bearing in mind that I guess that Universal will want to bring something unique to the UK as well. What do you think in terms of the kind of attractions that would work or, or wouldn't work uh, if they brought them over to the UK? Yeah, so I think this is actually a really interesting point, isn't it? Because one thing that we suffer with in the UK, and so does Singapore, is um, the rain, right? So what was really interesting is that um, there was a lot in Singapore that was undercover um, and or that was engineered towards the fact that it's tropical uh, climate there and it rains like every single day. So... Um, there was a few things that stood out to me and I want to be quite, quite exact with this stuff. So first of all, um, as you enter the park into, uh, Singapore, you have the wonderful, the main street, right? But that is completely covered, uh, similar to Tokyo Disney. Um, it is a covered main street area and actually a lot of the walkways, uh, of that kind of New York street and Hollywood Boulevard street are undercover. Um, as is Sci-Fi City as well, sorry, which is the other area, which is fantastic because it immediately makes it a wonderful space. If it rains, you can you can go there. And then there's also your, your lion's share of food and beverage there, and it's just a great hub of the park. Uh, performances can happen there. Meet and greets can happen there. So in terms of entertainment contingency from an operational point of view, it's fantastic. Uh, so I think we'll see a lot of that. I think we'll see a lot of covered areas. Um, or at least I hope we would, because obviously our, our weather is temperamental. The other thing that I hope that we will see is a lot of the attractions were indoors in Singapore. Um, now, I think we perhaps won't see a mummy coaster, because I think that's already, that's already in, in enough parks, and ultimately the mummy franchise is getting old. It's classic, but it's getting old. I think they'll want to do something totally different. So I think we'll see more things akin to... Uh, epic universe. However, one thing that I think we will see, um, because of the fact that it is technically the first, or would be the first European universal park, obviously outside of Porto Ventura many years ago, just for people that I know are going to pick up on that, um, I think we will see a lights camera action or something similar to that, which was the, the twister of Orlando or lights camera action, which is... Um, uh, which is the the Steven Spielberg uh, kind of automated special effects stage show 
situation, um, which is fantastic. It just runs on a loop. It's 15 minutes. It's all automated and it's based on movie making magic. And it really captures that um, wonderful sense of nostalgia. And I think we'll see that um, because I think to Europeans, if they're not familiar with the Universal brand, I mean, who wouldn't be, but, you know, or the concept of the park, it gives them that. Um, I think we'll also see um, some indoor coasters, definitely indoor coasters. One thing that I genuinely think we could see is, and this this is more geared towards Jurassic Park, uh, I think we could absolutely see a Jurassic Park ride similar to that of Beijing, so a dark ride. But also, I don't think it's, it's out the realm of possibility to see a Rapids adventure. It's because... The UK loves a rapids ride, right? We love a rapids ride. It's family. It's it's we have it in a lot of our parks, and um, and I think it's just a staple classic. People love the rapids, and I think they're going to need to do things that are family and thrilling. And the rapids ride in Singapore, the Jurassic Park rapids ride, is absolutely. I mean, I raved about it when we last talked about it, but it was just absolutely fantastic. So secretly, I really hope they bring that in. My last point that I want to touch on, um, I. I'm really, really hopeful we will see a water world. Now, I hope they have. Water world is the big, big, big stunt show. Uh, we have nothing in the UK that is high quality, major stunt show arena entertainment. Now, yes, Legoland Windsor Resort, I love you all, by the way, has, uh, your pirate, has the pirate stunt show which is fantastic. So when we think of stunt shows in the UK, that's what we always think of. However, we've got nothing that is like really, really high spec, you know, flames, jet skis, you know, explosions, nothing. In fact, I don't even think there's anything in Europe uh, now anymore with Disney removing the lights most of action. So I think it could be really interesting to see if we see a major stunt show come back to this resort. Um, it might be seasonal, but it would be cool if it was all year round. I think that's what I'd like to see. What, what I'm thinking, Sam, is that to me, if they're going to spend billions of pounds on a park in the UK, then clearly they're going for international guests as well, You know, particularly around Europe. I, I think surely they will have to have at least a handful of attractions that are kind of British, I guess. And obviously I know that Universal don't have the license for this, but... Wouldn't um, a 007 style action show be incredible? Um, wouldn't that be something that people would instantly attach to the UK and be something that people would talk about? I think while things like Waterworld would be incredible, it it's not something that kind of links to me to the UK. I think with California, uh, it's it's near the Pacific and it's that got that kind of vibe. But maybe 007 or something like that would be something that people might be attracted to maybe. What a fantastic idea that is. My, when you said that, my camera's not on but because I'm ill, but I was like, oh, that would be amazing. You could totally imagine that, couldn't you? Ugh. Oh, man, that could be so exciting. Ugh, I want to be cast for that show. That'd be great. One thing I want to say, and there's just two words, uh, and we haven't said these two words yet, and I don't know how. Um, Harry Potter. Uh I think there's potential. We see Universal Studios and then we see Islands of Adventure. I think there's potential that they will do an entire bigger version than what we see 
over in in Universal as we know it now in terms of the whole land of Harry Potter stuff. Um, because it, it's like you said, very much like the 007 thing. It's 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 ours. Um, you know, it, it was written in Scotland. I think to not have a significant thing around Harry, Harry Potter would, would be one be crazy. They obviously would do that. Um, and I wonder if they would consider doing a small, maybe on the scale of uh, the likes of uh, Ferrari land in, you know, in Spain next to Porto Ventura, a, a small theme park that only, you know, it's maybe a half a day thing that they would do specific uh, Harry Potter related. Well, stuff. like what you were touching on earlier um, is that, I, I I agree that I still think in the UK, the whole studio nostalgia, the studio tours, the kind of studio experience is still very popular in the UK. We've seen that with the Harry Potter experience uh, that's down closer to Watford. I think there's a Shrek experience in there that's kind of uh, similar. The other thing, I think I'd be disappointed to just see a kind of carbon copy of um, you know, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. I, I think that would be too lazy to do that. But maybe something. Um, and and I don't know. Am I right in saying this? Can anyone kind of verify this? Um, as far as I understand it, Epic Universe, the Ministry of Magic is going to be the Paris Ministry of Magic, not the London Ministry of Magic. Although I think originally, I think the idea was that you're going to go from London to Paris. So that kind of raises a question could we see a massive version of the London Ministry of Magic and attractions that were linked to that, maybe, perhaps? I mean, we could be completely out and, and we could actually just see a a miniaturised version of everything we're talking about. Um, I, you know, like you said, this is going to cost billions. Um, it's going to cost millions and millions to even get to an answer, yes or no. Uh, never mind actually building any of it. I do. It does. I do have a lot of hope seeing Universal now building. You know, Epic Universe. They seem to really be pushing this this new theme park style that they want to go for, and they seem to with Epic Universe have these really specific islands. They all have these kind of portals to another world. Uh, can we see maybe a, a copy of that style? I, I think we'll yeah. definitely see that. I think that is Universal's new style of building parks. I know people have said Universal Studios. I don't think it will be necessarily Universal Studios. I think it will be a Epic Universal, Epic Universe style theme park. I would say because I, I'm sure that I read something that that was their new concept. That was their concept of a theme park. So I'd be very surprised if they did it for Epic Universe and then went back to building a carbon copy of Universal Studios, uh, I would say. I think it's it's a funny one to try and speculate on, isn't it? Because if we look at what Disney did in France, like they didn't build uh, the um, Cinderella Castle, did they, in, in Paris? They went for the Sleeping Beauty Castle because all of the, like, that's, um, they didn't want to just build another castle like all the ones next door that actually existed in real life. And instead of building Pirates of the Caribbean, they weren't going to do that initially in uh, in Florida, were they? Because like, it seemed like, you know, it, it's a done thing. There's lots of that kind of theming already uh, that, that already existed in Florida. So they were initially steered off in a different direction. Harry Potter is a bit of a funny one because like it's all based here in the UK on things that we like. If you go to York, 
like that's very Hogmeady. Like there's a lot of familiar familiarity that we already see. So on the one hand, they m- might want to do it because for the international guests, it would be a way to see all this cool stuff. And it's something that we do associate with, with home in the UK. But in another way, it might be quite nice to just go a completely different path and bring something more novel uh, into, into the mix. I think what's interesting, though, is and what, what I didn't think about is what Sam said about it rains all the time in the UK. And they're going to want something that, you know, is is, is resilient no matter what. So it, it makes you wonder about that land use. Because if there is a lot of, um, like, for instance, they could build underground. They could, you know, there could be a basement layer and, and bring in all sorts and essentially have double the land usage. You, you don't know what they might be planning. Um, but, you know, if, 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 they're, if, if they're clever with it, they, they will try and build a resort that's, as resilient to uh, all kinds of situations and the weather will definitely be a, be a consideration. I, th- I think uh, the way I see it is I think they need to go big or go home in my opinion. Um, I don't see the point in investing in a park, which would only be have regional interest. I only interest the UK. I don't think it makes any sense um, because you'd still have to spend billions on a park like that because you'd have to get all the land ready and still build the rides. So maybe it costs double the cost, but actually you've got potentially hundreds of more millions of people that might be interested in visiting. So I'm very hopeful that this is going to be a kind of mega investment. I just don't think, I hate to say this, guys, uh, I really don't think they're going to do a Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I just don't think they're going to do that because um, you've got Leavesden. And let's not forget, Warner. I know it's Universal because Universal have the rights uh in asia and in um america but warner brothers has the rights in the uk because it's a warner leavesden is a warner brothers attraction so now uh, this is where the difficulty comes in now could we see warner brothers and universal work together like they always have worked together let's not forget that in asia they still have their um their kind of touring immersive experiences warner brothers still do that harry potter tour and immersive experiences like the magical forest they still have that in asia and that is a warner brother warner brothers harry potter experience while the universal attraction still exists but but the problem is universal was there before warner brothers came in with the immersive attraction the, the question here is that could we then maybe see Warner Brothers pair up with Universal and offer kind of like a combo ticket, like a multi-day ticket, where it's like come to the Universal Park and then take a bus or there's like an interconnected bus or some sort of ticket, combo ticket that you could go and experience the Leapstone attraction if they wanted to do that uh, synergy between the two. But I just have I just have a lot of doubts because Warner Brothers really capitalised on the fact that they were the OG, you know, it's 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 they have the rights to it um and it's theirs and they were the ones that were building the harry potter attraction in the first place now if universal come on and say well we're going to use our theme park rights i i have a funny feeling that warner brothers would kick up a fuss yeah absolutely and especially with a rival attraction not very far away yeah you're absolutely right they would never they'd never allow allow that to happen i think I think these IP rights uh, tend to be sort of regional anyway. Um, I don't think Universal necessarily have the right to build a Harry Potter attraction wherever they want. I think it will be regional. I'd imagine there'll be a kind of uh, Warner Brothers or, well, it's a Warner Brothers um, 
property anyway, but they haven't given the rights to anyone uh, in that area in the UK. So unless they give the rights to Universal, I don't believe that they can do it anyway. Um, that being said, that's an interesting idea, Sam, that if they did build a complementary attraction where you can ride the movies uh, at Universal and then you can go and see the kind of studio tour down at the Warner Brothers attraction, that, that could be a, a compromise maybe. That could be interesting. I mean, the more I think of it, I think Dan brought this up and, and now I realise that it would be weird going to a theme park to see King's Cross Station and Platform 9 and 3 quarters when you literally got a train there that went through King's Cross <laughs> yeah. Station and Platform. I, I, it, it does, you know, like, oh, they're going to they're gonna build a Big Ben 40 minutes from Big Ben. It, it, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I think that's the thing with the themed lands. I think it would be weird. However, that being said, I think when it comes to the shows, I still think if they had got the rights for something like 007, I think that would be an incredible pull still and wouldn't be too weird because it would be incredibly popular in the UK as well and there isn't anything like it anywhere. I'm pretty sure in the Paramount Park they were going to do, where did I see concept art of a 007 land in the Paramount Park in Kent and the entrance was the 007 and the port the like entrance bit where you move through was the second o in the 007 it was like the, the middle o sorry so you move through that i'm sure that was a thing yeah, i've definitely that? seen that yeah somewhere. thanks yeah i'm, I'm, so, I'm sure they, they had a lot of concept art though didn't they they had a, like a random dinosaurs area <laughs> and all sorts of stuff um yeah i think that was the problem with the london resort i think why a lot of people didn't believe it was going to happen in a way was that it just looked this sounds weird but the park looked too british i think we said at the time who is it for like does someone in britain want to go to a theme park themed like britain like you already live here so who is it for and then it's just for international guests it doesn't make a lot of sense so they're gonna have to balance it out they're gonna have to think well how is it going to attract UK guests and how is it going to attract the international guests? So it's a definite balancing act. So um, I think we'll start to wrap up there. Um, Dan, have you got any uh, final thoughts that you want to leave with us? Um, I think just, just on the, the Universal Park, I would love to see the uh, the Mario stuff brought to the UK. That would be fantastic. Uh, and I would love to see um, how to train your dragon brought to the UK as well because it's it's one of my favourite animated films. I think it's it's brilliant for loads and loads of reasons, um, and I think it's really both of those franchises are so family oriented and will appeal to so many people. Um, so I, obviously it'll be years till we find out what's what the plan is, but that would be my my hope. Okay, Brett. I think it's exciting times for UK theme parks. I think in general, you know, we're, we're starting to see nice, big new roller coasters and updated roller coasters this year coming uh, and, and then have something even bigger to look forward to in the future. So fingers crossed this is an upwards trend and we see a, a nice new renaissance in the UK theme park world. Perfect. And Sam, I'll let you have the final thought. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think if there's anything to take away from Universal coming to the UK is that the European theme park market, just like Brett and Dan and um, yourself, Ryan, have said, the UK theme park market and the European theme park market is going to have a massive boost, which is going to add to the economy and actually put, I think, uh, our, our entertainment industry that we love 
back on the map and into more of the focus of things for tourism, uh, for attractions. And yeah, I just can't wait. I can't wait to see each of the parks pushing each other. And therefore, because they're pushing each other, how we're all going to benefit that benefit from that as consumers. We're going to see more hardware, more coasters, more dark rides. And I think personally, a really, really, really increased focus on theming and experience as opposed to just coaster hardware, which I think as theme park nerds, we love, right? Definitely. Uh, Sam, do you want to remind everyone where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on my Instagram, uh, just at Sam Down. That's my name. Uh, Coaster Sam blog, I am just putting on the uh, back burner. It's, I don't do it anymore. I don't have time for it anymore. So, uh, yeah, you can follow me on at Sam Dow or, sorry, shameless plug, you can check out, if you're a cruise ship person, you can check out at Cruising with Crew, which is another podcast that I'm a part of, which is fantastic. If you like cruise ships. Yeah, and um, just to mention that, if you're on Spotify, if you click on the bit that says more like this, we've actually linked to Cruising with Crew along with Scare Track. So you can find it that way. If you're listening to us on Spotify, which most people do, um, you can easily find it. So why not pop on to the episode after this one? Why not? Um, Dan, do you want to remind everyone where they can find you? Yeah, you can catch me on On Air Club where I do flight things. Um, so I'm a GA pilot. I operate at Sherburne Aero Club, uh, which is sort of just south of York. Uh, and at Leeds Bradford Airport, I've just joined a new plane chair at Leeds Bradford. So I'm back there again properly for the first time in a year. So more videos going to YouTube. I've had to put that on pause for ages. That's now being unpaused. And I'm actually growing a little bit on TikTok. I've, I've got a few followers now, which is nice. So join me on TikTok. Um, Brett, remind everyone where they can find you. I've just realized how much of a mixed bag this is. You know, we've got like cruise podcasts, Dan's flying unsuspecting people in, a, in an airplane, which is just terrifying. And I'm about to tell you about how my full-time job is a ghost hunter. You know, we're, we're really mixing things up. I don't know if we can mix all three together. Can we fly to a cruise ship to do a ghost I, I can definitely, right? I, I could land on a cruise ship, definitely. <laughs> I, and the plane will be a write-off, obviously. Um I think, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll jump out as it as we land. It'll be right. It's like, uh, you know, like the like when the lift is about to fall, you jump before you hit the ground. Is that how it works? That's definitely how it works. Cool. It's foolproof. Say, <laughs> this is say, go say so that, well. Dan. I, I almost tagged you in uh, a video. I don't know if you saw this, um, but you know the tallest tower in the world that's in uh, Dubai. Uh, one of the stunt pilots from Red Bull actually landed. Uh, a plane on yeah, the Yeah, I saw. And that was I saw. Yeah, that it's was amazing. Crazy. Oh, it um, was uh, It was on the Burj Al Arab, the hotel, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, if I believe right, on the helipad on the top of it. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it wasn't on the wow. uh, the tower, was it? It was the hotel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it wasn't on the Burj Khalifa. It was on the hotel um, that looks like a big sail. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, you, you can find me on Instagram as well, uh, Brett Jones Haunted. Perfect. Um theme park loopy you can find us on instagram um also we've been putting clips and things onto tiktok and onto youtube as well it'd be really great if you could come over to youtube or tiktok 
tip top <laughs> come to tiktok and uh subscribe to us um we're slowly building on both platforms and there'll be more clips uh throughout the year we've got some good ones on there so come and say hello but in the meantime thanks for listening and we'll see you again real soon <laughs>